We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Friday, February the 11th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, I break down tomorrow's game as South kind of travels to Athens, Georgia, looking for their 12th straight win over the Georgia Bulldogs at Stegman Coliseum. Guys, I'll break down this game in its entirety. First things first, we'll talk Georgia. Also, top storylines, UGA players watch for, keys the game, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Also, guys, it is official. The 2022 Garnet and Black Spring game will be played at night at Williams-Brice Stadium. Guys, I will give my full thoughts, reactions to that, and why I think that is a great idea by Shane Beamer and company. Also, guys, news and notes to get into, including Yardcocks baseball, their projections, where they'll finish in the SEC East, also the preseason All-SEC teams, and some preseason projections dropped by our friends over at Baseball America as well guys i got a packed show for you here on this friday and of course as always it's brought to you by the spurs up show store guys tsus.store for all the latest and the best gamecocks merch on the internet be sure to check out tsus.store everything from t-shirts hats hoodies long sleeves pullovers, stickers, you name it. We've got it, guys. Again, that is the Spurs Up Show store. You can find everything you need from Beamer Ball, Shane Storm, Yardcocks, the Beamer Rattler merch, QB1 merch. Again, everything that you need to have in your closet and have at your disposal, we have got it over at TSUS.store. Again, that's TSUS.store. Be sure to check it out. And again, that is the best Gamecocks merch on the internet. Let's get it.
Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a packed show for you here on this Friday and a lot to get into as we enter yet another weekend. Also, guys, get this. Take this in. Let's keep perspective here on this Friday. The last Friday without Gamecocks baseball until the middle of June or so. And that feels so great to say because, of course, opening day is exactly one week away, just seven more days until the Gamecocks take the field at Founders Park. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your weekend. And I hope this show does find you well, guys. Again, thank you so much for your continued love and support. You guys tuning into the podcast, supporting the channel, supporting the content, supporting the Daily Crow, everything we do. We have got some really exciting news right around the corner in regards to new partnerships, new uh Things we're pursuing, new things we'll be doing in regards to content-wise, and none of it would be possible without each and every single one of you and your love and your support. So again, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, one quick note, we are not in studio today here on this Friday, and the reason is this. We're down in the CSRA, and the reason is tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, we are throwing our watch party at Carolina Alehouse, the Augusta, Georgia location for the South Carolina, Georgia basketball game. Again, guys, be sure to come out that all the details are on social media. But again, really excited. Obviously, a homecoming of sorts for yours truly, because, of course, I'm born and raised in North Augusta, South Carolina. So, hey, it's a win win for yours truly. Right. We have the watch party at Carolina Alehouse. And I get to eat some of mama's cooking for the next couple of days. So, hey, you really can't beat it. But again, guys, also, it's Super Bowl weekend. So, again, whatever you do, make sure you have a good time. But stay safe this weekend. Make sure you Uber, what have you, whatever. But again, thank you all so much. I think you guys would love to see you all and can't wait to see you all out at Carolina Alehouse tomorrow in Augusta, Georgia. Of course, tip off at 2 o'clock. Yours truly will get there around 12 or 12.30 or so. And again, we're going to have a really, really good time as we watch the Gamecocks take on the dogs. And on that note, let's go ahead and dive into it as South Carolina does take on Georgia tomorrow in Athens at Stegman Coliseum. Of course, like I said, two o'clock tip off on the SEC network. When you look at this series, guys, what's so interesting. And of course, these two teams already played earlier this season, about a month or so ago. Georgia still does lead the series 40 to 38, but South Carolina as you might recall, as we noted going in this matchup last time, the Gamecocks have won 11 straight games in this series. And what's so crazy, guys, is this. It's, it feels like every other game, at least, South Carolina has some winning streak or losing streak in a series. Like I, It's like Frank Martin coaches well against certain coaches. And Tom Crean is a coach that it does not matter how good South Carolina is or how bad South Carolina is, they find a way to beat Georgia. And that was the case earlier this season. Of course, the Gamecocks did win the game uh, last month by a final score of 83 to 66. And again, guys, you might recall that was a game, though, that we thought the Gamecocks were going to lose. You know, 10 minutes left in the ball game. You're actually down to Georgia. You go on that huge run to close it out, and you win 83 to 66. But either way, South Carolina has won 11 straight times in this series. Will they make it 12? We'll have to wait and see. Georgia 
coming in this game. Six and 18 overall. It has been a rough, rough year. You know, we've talked about Frank Martin, his future at South Carolina, Tom Crean. He might be the first SEC coach to go. What's really crazy, and again, you think of Tom Crean and, and the quality of coach he is and how great a job he did before he got to Georgia. It just has not clicked from in Athens. I don't know what it is. Again, I think of Tom Crean and think he is a quality basketball coach. But it has simply not worked. And they're six and eighteen right now, one and ten in SEC play. Just one and ten, and their one SEC win. Looking at their schedule, came against the Alabama Crimson Tide, which was a huge upset in Athens on January the twenty fifth. It was right after South going to beat Georgia. So again. That one SEC win for Georgia. They're coming off a loss to Florida on Wednesday, 72 to 63 in Gainesville. So again, the Gamecocks will look to look to make things even worse for Georgia and really put their season to bed with a win in this one tomorrow. Georgia averaging 70.7 points per game, holding their opponents to 77 points per game. So again, Georgia is getting outscored 77 to 70.7. So it has been really tough sledding for this Georgia squad this season. And again, guys, when you're talking top storylines, that's where we have to start is just the Gamecocks' dominance over the dogs. And like I said, you look at certain series. There are teams that since Frank Martin has come to South Carolina, the Gamecocks have played really well against. They've had a lot of success against. And there are some teams that, for whatever reason, they just struggled. South Carolina doesn't like playing them. They don't seem to compete or ever beat them a lot. This is a series, again, that it does not matter. As I said earlier, it doesn't matter what the layout of the season is for South Carolina. It doesn't matter how the season has gone to that point. It doesn't matter how good the Gamecocks are, how bad they are, who's out, who's in, how Frank Martin's feeling. Like, it literally doesn't matter. The Gamecocks have found a way to beat Georgia. And again, you look at the dynamic of this game and how bad the season has been for Georgia. And then you look at South Carolina, where they are with Frank Martin. And we all know about, you know, his situation. You know, you're, you're, you're on your own three-game losing streak. You've lost by double digits six of the seven SEC losses that you have on your record. Does that dominance continue? Is South going to able to find some confidence in knowing, hey, we're taking on a Georgia team and a Georgia program that we've had a lot of success over. And specifically, Frank Martin has had a ton of success over Tom Crean. Does that continue? Or or does Georgia on its home floor, a desperate, hungry Georgia team, find a way to snap that winning streak in what would really be a terrible loss for South Carolina guys? Let's go ahead and call it what it is. Would be an awful loss for the Gamecocks and would – you know, their, their tournament, let's put it this way. The tournament hopes for South Carolina, they're done, but they would be done, done, squashed across the board. There wouldn't be a single fan left saying the tournament was even a, a, a thought in the minds of South Carolina fans. So, again, the dominance over the dogs, does it continue or does something give? Because, again, South Carolina at some point, is going to lose a game to Georgia. It's going to happen, just like we talk about South Carolina and Vanderbilt in football. At some point, the tide will turn, right? Will it be this matchup? Will it be this year? Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. My other big storyline, guys, is this. Again, the Carolina shooters really, really struggled in that game uh, against Kentucky. You look at Eric Stevenson. You look at James Reese. And those are guys flat out, guys, you need to shoot well. You, You need your shooters to perform is it a rebound day for the Carolina shooters and you look at the last time these two teams played 
You look at the last time these two teams played, Eric Stevenson had 20 points in that ballgame. Keyshawn had 19. Uh, Jermaine Cousnard had 15. You know, James Reese had just four. But your shooters had a much better performance than they did in the game against Kentucky in the last couple of games. Again, shooters shoot. We know how important they are. Um, but do those guys have a rebound game on them, especially a guy like James Reese, who was so hot. He's averaging over 15 points per game in conference play specifically. Does he have a bounce back game for you? And of course, our guy Stevie from the outside going to be very, very pivotal to get this offense going. Because again, we talk about Frank Martin and the defense and, and what you need to do defensively to win games and all that good stuff. But if you don't have the offensive attack, man, it's just going to be really, 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 really tough to give yourself any sort of chance to win this ball game. Another big storyline, guys, is this. I talked about Tom Crean. I talked about Frank Martin. And both these coaches, let's call it what it is, they're on the hot seat, right? They're on the hot seat. Their, their futures are uncertain. Who needs this win more? And I will say this. Does a win in this game really do anything? for the future of either coach. I think especially, guys, I'd be willing to put good money on it that Tom Crean is gone at the end of this season. For whatever reason, it simply has not worked out in Athens. And I think Crean still is a quality coach. I think he's a guy that could probably go somewhere else, could win a lot of games. We know it's tough to win at Georgia and all that, but I've been really shocked at the way that he struggled with that program. I've been shocked at the fact he hasn't been able to really recruit and put anything together for the Dogs. So I don't really know that a win in this game will do anything for the future of Tom Crean. If Frank Martin can get the dub, I think it sort of delays the inevitable. I don't think it will really change what's probably going to happen at the end of the season. But I would say Frank Martin probably needs it more because at least I think Frank Martin still has a chance to be around next year. I don't think Tom Cream, and I, I think he's done. I, I think Tom Cream is absolutely done. I don't think there's any way he returns. But again, when you take a look at this point in the season right now, the dynamic of this game, which coach needs this win more? Who will it benefit more? And again, the question I come back to, does a win in this game really do anything for the future of either coach? Another big storyline, guys. I talked about how he won the Shooter Shoot Award after the Kentucky game, and that is Wildens Levesque. And, guys, what does Wildens Levesque do for an encore? Because I tell you what, that was the good Wildens Levesque, and the Wildens Levesque that I feel like we saw early in the season and early in conference play, dominant down low for you. I know the defense was shaky, but, I mean, again, give Sheboy his credit. But if you can get that type of performance from Levesque, it is going to help your shooters on the outside so much, just help your basketball team. Again, guys, we all know it's about shooting a three and all that, but if you cannot score down the paint, if you cannot get offensive rebounds, if you can't win on the glass, it's going to be a long day for you. So, again, Wilden's Levesque, I think if South Carolina is going to make any sort of run, if they're going to win any games down the stretch, they're not supposed to, Wildens Levesque is going to have to play really, really good basketball. So, again, what does he do for an encore after a big performance against Kentucky? And, guys, my final storyline, and arguably the most interesting and intriguing, because I've said this all week long, and believe it or not, some folks have disagreed with me, and I don't really know how you can, but some folks have found a way to disagree with me. And my point was this. After South Carolina lost to Kentucky, Frank Martin did his normal post-game press. And I don't care where you fall on the Frank Martin side of things. There were things that were said in that post-game presser that were disturbing. And you might ask, 
Well, what specifically? I, either I didn't listen to the presser or how were they disturbing, Chris? What did he say? What did he say? He was just honest. I'm sorry, but when you're this far in an SEC play, when you're this far into your season and you're talking about, oh, you know, guys just don't have juice. They don't have the juice. They're not fired up. They're not motivated. You know, I only played seven guys because, because guys were lackadaisical at practice and they weren't fired up. When you're talking about guys not being able to get up to take on a top five team in the country, that is disturbing. And when Frank Martin says, well, we'll just, you know, the next couple of days, next two or three days, we'll really find out what's going on with this team and how we're going to be. So basically what you're saying is we're going to find out over the next two, three days whether this team has quit on you or not, for lack of a better way of putting it. So my final storyline is this. Can Carolina find their quote-unquote juice and show up and everyone be ready and motivated to play because I'll tell you this guys not to jump ahead or spoil my prediction or anything like that but if South Carolina loses this ball game it will show nothing other than this that Frank Martin has lost this basketball team bottom line bottom line if guys can't get like if you need someone at this level to motivate you to play, that is a problem in itself. That's a problem, right? That is a problem. You have the opportunity to put on the garnet and black, play in an SEC game, showcase your skills, showcase your talents on national television, and you can't get motivated to play? That's an issue. That's a problem. So do we see more of that? Do we hear more of that from Frank Martin, win or loss? Or can Carolina find their quote-unquote juice and come out motivated, come out inspired, play much better, and get a much-needed win at Stegman Coliseum? Guys, let's look at Georgia players to watch for in this game. And all of them really the usual suspects and guys that played well against you last time. Carrillo Aquindo, 13.8 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game for him. Uh, Braylon Bridges, 12.5 points per game and 5.8 rebounds per game. He had 20 points against you last time, by the way. And then finally, Noah Ballman, 8.9 points per game and 3.9 rebounds per game. And in the last game, he had 14 points against you. So again, some quality players on a Georgia team that while they've struggled, they do have talent, guys. Let's dive into our keys to the game. What must South kind of do to go into Stegman and get a much-needed win? First things first is this. Wilden's the Vec. Talked a lot about him. When you're not playing well down low, you're just putting so much pressure on your shooters to make basically everything. So if you can keep Levesque involved and have him play good basketball, I think it's going to help you tremendously. Keep Levesque involved. Get him hot early. Get him touches. Get him in the groove of the game. I think it's going to help you tremendously across the board. My second key to the game, <laughs> I just talked about Levesque. Well, you got to get more from your shooters. Guys like Stevie, guys like James Reese, guys like Coos, they just got to play better. I and mean, there's no other way around it. They've just got to play better, guys. You got to get more from your shooters. You got to get more consistent three-point shooting. I think he shot, what, 25% against Kentucky. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. So, again, get more from your shooters. And my third key to the game, and, again, maybe the most important, is this. That mental edge that you have over Georgia. You have beat them 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Use that to your advantage. South Carolina knows that streak. Georgia knows that streak. Frank Martin knows that streak. 
Tom Crean knows that streak. I know it. You know it. Both fan bases know it. The Gamecocks are playing mental mind games with the Georgia Bulldogs. Use that to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. So, again, my three keys to the game, keep LeVec involved, get more from your shooters, and the mental edge over the Georgia Bulldogs. Use it to your advantage. Which leads me, guys, into my prediction for tomorrow's game at Stegman Coliseum. Again, you got a pair of teams that are near the bottom of the SEC. Gamecocks, losers of three straight. Meanwhile, you've got the Georgia Bulldogs, who are 1-10 and 10 in SEC play, losers of four straight. So, someone tomorrow is going to snap a losing streak, right? Someone is going to snap a losing streak. Now, what scares me, to be honest with you about this game, is this. Yes, you took care of business Against Georgia. Yes, you look at the score in the last game, 83 to 66. You won that game by 17 points. You think to yourself, oh, the Gamecocks blew them out. They did, but it took, you guys remember, it was like a 24 to nothing run in the last 10 minutes. It took a crazy run for that to happen. If you go on the road, and I'm not saying Stegman some intimidating atmosphere and that Georgia fans are going to create some hostile environment or anything. But if you go on the road, you mess around, you screw around, you start off slow again, like you've basically done. I, I guys, I don't recall the last time South Carolina had a lead at halftime. Like it's been that long. It's been that long, but you start slow again. You mess around. You let Georgia get some confidence. You let Georgia get some momentum. You might not be able to lean on a 24 to nothing or 30 to nine or whatever it was run you had in the second half. So that game, I think, was a little bit closer the last time you played them than what the score might indicate. But with that being said, guys, I think you'd be foolish to pick against South Carolina because, as I said earlier, the Gamecocks have won 11 in a row, 11 in a row, going for 12 straight. And, folks, it hasn't mattered how good the Gamecocks were, how bad they were. It, it hasn't mattered about COVID. It hasn't mattered what picks Georgia might have, what talent we do or do not have. Nothing about anything has mattered. There's been one constant in this series since, what, 2016? And that is that South Carolina absolutely owns Georgia on the hardwoods, flat out owns them, just flat out owns them. So why would you pick against the Gamecocks in this spot, a team that desperately, desperately needs a win? As we said before, I think this team will continue to fight, scratch, and claw. I don't think they're going to quit on Frank Martin. And again, as I said earlier, if South Carolina does lose, if South Carolina does somehow go to Athens and lose this game, Frank Martin should not get in the bus hole because it will show he has completely lost this team. 
He has completely lost the locker room, and there will be no point in keeping him employed for the rest of the season. And I'm not a guy that's calling for his job right now in the sense of like, hey, we need to change coaches right now. I don't think it does a lot for you to let an interim coach, because whether it's Frank Martin at the helm or it's an interim head coach, the season's going nowhere. I think we can all agree with that. But if you lose the team to the degree of you can't beat Georgia, who is one in 10 in conference play, then what's really the point? What's really the point? But I do not think that's going to happen. I think the Gamecocks are going to find a way to get the dub because, again, they always find a way to get the dub against Georgia. Lock me in. I've got Gamecocks 72, dogs 64. Again, I think Georgia at home is going to battle. I think they'll hang around. But I do think South kind of controls the game for the most part. And I think Frank Martin and company get a much needed win. Again, lock me in. South on a 72, UGA 64, Gamecocks snap their losing streak to get their fifth SEC win on the season. So again, guys, I want to hear from you, your thoughts, your prediction on the game. How do you think South kind of will fare? I've got 72 to 64 Gamecocks, a winner at Stegman. Coliseum. Guys, got a lot to get into. Before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Homefield, our brand new sponsor. Of course, Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. Incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Guys, in case you somehow missed it, Homefield is kicking off big new season Saturday, season three, where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for eight weeks straight. South Carolina was week Three, what Homefield does, they dig through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Of course, guys, in case you missed it, the launch was last Saturday on February the 5th, and the collection is absolutely fire. Guys, it has 13 pieces of pair on the collection, including T-shirts, hoodies, and crewnecks, and they're all vintage marks. Guys, I got my stuff in from Homefield. Absolutely incredible. The quality, the comfort. The logos and designs are awesome. I mean, really, words don't do it justice. New customers, by the way, guys, you get the bang for your buck. You can get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield with the promo code SPURSUP at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. So, again, when you're shopping, you're spending all that money, try to save some dough while you're at it. 15% off with the promo code SPURSUP on your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com. And again, guys, we appreciate the fine folks over at Homefield Apparel for partnering with the Spurs Up show. Okay, guys, the big news from yesterday, in case you somehow missed it, the University of South Carolina announcing Big Gamecock Weekend upcoming in the middle of April and the event, the main event of the weekend. As we heard rumored about a month or so ago, it is now official, the spring game. The 2022 Garnet and Black Spring Game will officially be April the 16th at Williams-Brice Stadium, 7 p.m. under the lights at Willie B. And I can tell you guys this, when that news dropped yesterday, I was giddy. I'm still giddy. I think an incredible decision, a big brain decision by Shane Beamer. I think it really was a no-brainer. Again, guys, we talked about it a lot in regards to you have full control of when you play the spring game. It's not like you've got TV to worry about or anything else, really. You can really have that game whenever you like. So to have it at night 
under the lights. We all already know this game is the probably the highest anticipated spring game since Steve Spurrier's first spring game. And I think you're probably looking at like 40,000 being at Willie B. They're going to sell beer and wine. There's going to be a concert from Patrick Davis beforehand, friend of the show, obviously. It is going to be an incredible time. Also, also earlier in the day at one o'clock, the Yardcocks will take on Ole Miss. So, again, guys, it's got the makings of an incredible weekend, an incredible day, going to be great for fans, going to be great for recruiting, going to be great to showcase all the new things around Williams-Brice Stadium. And, again, guys, I'm really happiest for Gamecock Nation. I'm happiest for Gamecock fans because it's cool stuff like this. Like, we really haven't gotten in a while. And for Shane Beamer to care enough about the fan base, to make something like this a reality, to make this a thing and give fans a night game for the spring game. I mean, we, we all know it hits different, right? Willie B under the lights just hits different. Like literally even just thinking about it, walking in a Williams-Brice Stadium with those lights on, man, there's just something about it that that's just different, man. It gives me chills just even thinking about going to Williams-Brice Stadium for the spring game under the lights. So, Going to be awesome, man. It's going to be a great celebration for Gamecock fans and getting to see all the new players. And, of course, Spencer Rattler going to be the big name that attracts people, but all the new transfers and all the new freshmen and all the familiar faces as well from last year's Duke's Mayo Bowl champion team. So it's going to be incredible. Year two of the Beamer era nearly underway in regards to spring ball, at least. But that was the huge news yesterday. And, guys, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Because if you think we ain't got something rocking and rolling, if you think we aren't going to have something planned for the big Gamecock weekend and specifically that Saturday, think again. Going to be a hell of a time, man. Again, so in case you missed it, April the 16th, 7 p.m. under the lights at Willie B. Going to be a blast. And as I said on Twitter yesterday, April the 16th might be the worst day in the history of days to be a cold beer in Columbia, South Carolina, because it, it's going to be a full-out, full-on party all day long. Guys, when we get out of here, a couple of quick baseball notes. Uh, the coaches released their picks for the SEC and preseason all-conference teams. Gamecocks picked to finish fifth in the SEC East, and Will Sanders named the preseason second-team all-SEC team. Uh, glad to see Big Will getting some recognition Gamecocks picked exactly in the East by the coaches where D1 baseball had you. I, the only thing I'll say, I don't know why Georgia's getting all the love they are. I, I don't know what Georgia has done to deserve being picked where they are. You took two out of three from them last year at their place. You get them at home this year. Again, we'll let things shake out. We'll let things play out. I'm not one to overreact to preseason rankings or anything like that. I, I just think it's one of those things, guys, because I do see folks on social media uh, – you know, getting a little a little butt hurt over the rankings and over the picks and all that. You know, I think what happens, guys, is this. Every team has questions. Like, South is not the only team with uncertainties and questions. Like, you think about, like, a Vanderbilt, for example. I mean, they lost their top two starters in Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. How in the world are they going to replace those guys? But you know what it is? They're Vandy. And they've been to Omaha recently. And they've won a lot of games recently. And so when guys at D1 Baseball, and again, this is no slight on them because Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers, they do a fantastic job. And obviously we've had them on the show and continue planning on doing so more and more often. But you look at those guys or, or you, you look at their, you know, why they make the picks they do. And then of course the coach is picking. 
I think you just get to a point where you get the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? It's like, well, Vandy's just going to reload. And we just feel like that because they just are. You know, if South Carolina goes to Omaha this year, you, you'll be stunned at what the picks will be for South Carolina next year and the following and the following because it's going to be like, okay, the Gamecocks have earned the benefit of the doubt. So, hey, you want respect, go earn it. I think it can be a good thing for this team to be sort of under the radar and, and be – hungry and have a chip on their shoulder because if you think those guys in that locker room aren't taking that person if you think they don't want to go out there and and shove it up everybody's ass and prove the haters wrong you got another thing coming for you so again i i don't mind it it is what it is whatever great to see will sanders get recognition because i think he's going to be one of the best pitchers in the sec but again make of it what you will gamecocks picked fifth in the sec east and baseball america dropped their preseason field of 64 projections they've got south Carolina as a three seed in the greenville regional with east carolina hosting so again hey if ecu wants us to come back up to greenville and win their regional again so be it um i don't think hosting is out of the cards guys for south Carolina. of course monday i will have my full predictions projections all that good stuff for the gamecocks baseball season that will be Monday's show. You guys will know exactly where I stand. I will have a full record prediction, season prediction, all that good stuff. Again, you will know where I stand on Monday. So, again, be sure to wait for that. But uh, I, I could certainly see Sal kind of being a team that hosts. I don't think that's out of the question at all. Uh, but, guys, remember this. Keep this in mind. The goal is to get to the postseason because at South Carolina, the expectations are what they are. So if you win 50 games but lose out in the regionals, nobody's going to care, and nobody's going to call it a good season. Versus if you win 32 games, you sneak into a regional, but you advance to Omaha, guess what? You had a great year. You had a successful year. So that's what it really comes down to. So, um, yeah, Baseball America dropping their projections. Gamecocks project as a three-seed. Whatever is what it is. I definitely think Sal kind of could finish higher. So, guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. I definitely want to hear your thoughts, though, in the comments, especially when it comes to the prediction against Georgia. Again, lock me in. I've got Gamecocks beating the dogs 72 to 64. Your full thoughts on that. What do you think? Do you think the Gamecocks will snap their three game losing streak and make it 12 straight wins in the series over Georgia? But again, guys, it's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves this weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl, all your parties, everything else. Valentine's weekend as well for some of you. Everybody, enjoy that. Enjoy that. And all those coming out to Carolina Ale House in Augusta, I will see you tomorrow. Going to be one hell of a time. Can't wait to hang out with some CSRA Gamecocks and cheer on our guys as we take on the dreaded Georgia Bulldogs. To hell with Georgia. Have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat Georgia. And we'll talk to you on Monday.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.